0: Welcome, everybody, back to The Rooted Netified Show. We're so glad that you're joining us today. I'm your host, Kat Elias, and you're joining us for a special episode, which is Creatively Experiencing the Creator with our special guest, Trisha Loya. We're so glad that you're here. Happy dance for you. All right. Before we tell you a little bit more about our special guest today, I want to give you a few podcast reminders. This podcast, The Root and Edified Show, is part of Beautifully Rooted, which is a Christian mental health and education corporation. And this show, The Root and Edified Show, is a fun-loving, no-facade, conservative Christian worldview show for both men and women who want to hear about the four T's, which is testimonies, real-life testimonies topics that are interesting, talents within the church, and also theology, of course. We want to help you grow deeper in your walk with Christ and more mature as you grow. As a reminder, we put out both a video podcast and an audio one. So whichever is your preference, there's something available for you. If you've listened to our show or you've watched and you decided, I really want to support this show and what you're doing, we are so happy to hear from you check out our website, which is www.beautifullyrooted.com, and that is spelled B-E-Y-O-U. So let's jump in and introduce our special guest, Trisha Lawyer, to you. Again, we're so happy that you're here today. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Kat. I'm excited to be here. Let me tell you more about this amazing woman of God, Trisha. When Trisha was new to the faith, she grew closer to God as she searched the scriptures creatively. As a wife and a working mom of three, Trisha has learned about the importance of keeping margin in her life by creating in the margins of her Bible. Bringing her creativity to the pages of her Bible has enriched her communication and intimacy with the Lord. With the desire to encourage others to grow creatively in the word, Trisha launched a Bible journaling business. Trisha believes that we are all creative in some fashion as we are a reflection of God's creativity. Trisha's goal at Our Right Life is to fuse art and the word together through Bible journaling and someday owning a studio space that cultivates inspiration for our faith. She is a working mom of three teenagers, and she is also in her spare time, my goodness, a social media manager for Overcome
1: Ministries. Trisha, would you mind now telling us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Thank you. Thank you again, Kat, for having me today. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to be here with you and have this really good conversation with you today. So my name is Trisha. I'm the owner of the brand and community called Our Right Life. Our Right Life encourages others to be in God's word creatively. I do that by hosting Bible journaling workshops and art journaling workshops. So in the community of Our Right Life, you'll find encouragement, inspiration, and motivation to be in God's word creatively.
0: I already know that you're going to want to learn more. You're going to want to stick in there because Tricia really has such a special way of encouraging you to grow deeper in a relationship with Christ and to really look at your spiritual life and have worship in a different way that is really needed and such a fresh breath of air. Before we learn more about what exactly is Bible journaling, how do we do it? I want to ask you two questions. So The first one would be, do you have anything that coming up that you would like to let everybody know about? And second, of course, is how can everyone who wants to check in with you, learn more about what you do and maybe even bring you to their home or to their church or their women's ministry event or whatever else that God may be
1: putting on their heart? How do they get a hold of you to find out if that's something that you're able to do? people can reach me at on social media at Our Right Life on Facebook and Instagram. It's Our yes. Right Life on Facebook and Instagram, also by email at ourrightlife at gmail.com. And I do have an upcoming workshop. It's a Bible journaling workshop fundraiser to benefit Overcome Ministries. We'll actually be holding that event here at the Beautifully Rooted Offices. All right, which is in Santa Fe
0: Springs, California. So if you're in the Southern California area, it's probably going to be very easy for you to reach trisha she is able to go other places if everything works out yes i travel and
1: i like to travel well so (laughs) perfect perfect
0: okay so now let's jump in to learn more about what you do trisha and about how we can deepen our spiritual walk and understanding of the bible and our worship of the lord on a personal note to start off with so we can get
1: to know you a little bit better have you always been creative and where did you get it from I've always really enjoyed the arts. As a kid, I loved crayons, paper, paint. To, I, eat them, <laughs> to, to eat them or to color with them? To actually oh, okay. color. Okay. No eating glue here. <laughs> so I've always liked arts, art supplies, art lessons, dance, theater. I've always liked the arts. As I grew up and moved into college, I went to college um, and received two certificates in fashion merchandising. And so during that time, I didn't know that that was not what the Lord was calling oh. me to do. I thought my plan was to get a degree in fashion merchandising and then a minor in fashion design. And I was going to move to New York and be a huge fashion designer. God did not have that plan for me. It's weird as I look back, every time I had a major event in school, like I had to present a project or I had to print a paper, I'd always had problems with my Either my car would break down, one of my kids would get sick, my printer would break, and I would be running to school trying to present my projects. And I didn't know it at the time, but God was working in my heart, and I didn't I didn't see that because I had a plan. Little did I know he had a bigger plan for me. So I've always had a little bit of creativity in my heart.
0: So where did you get that from? Is this something that was passed down in your family, or did you just come up with it on your own?
1: So both of my parents were preschool teachers and youth teachers after school programs, and they were involved in the arts in East Los Angeles, Boyle Heights, during that movement where culture and kids really came together. And so I feel like that's where I picked up a lot of my art and creativity from. But once I came to know the Lord, it was just a whole different thing for me. And so I really was able to mash up art and faith together That's kind of my background with art and where it comes from. Mm -hmm. You were just naturally geared that way to be artistic, or is it something that you developed over time? As far as Bible journaling and all arts, I've developed and I still continue to develop um, my strategies and different kind of art methods. Perfect. Thank you. How did you get into Bible journaling? my mentor and my really good friend who brought me to Christ said, hey, let's start Bible journaling. And I was like, Bible journaling, what is that? I don't know what that is, but okay, let's try it. And so we would meet weekly and we would get one verse and we would discuss the verse, kind of dissect the verse and really try to learn how we can glean from that verse. We took that verse and we colored in the margins. We wrote journaling entries, we used crayons. We started with crayons, colored pencils, and then as we progressed a little more with it, I really took off with it. She kind of encouraged me to keep going, doing it, and I just took off from there. Well, that's amazing. What a great reminder of how we're supposed to disciple
0: people and they sat with you weekly and tapped into exactly part of your personality that helped you to grow spiritually so much. That's amazing. Yes. So encouraging. This could be something that somebody else could use to reach somebody else who tends to be more creative, likes the arts.
1: This was a great reminder. Yes. It was definitely a great tool for my good friend and mentor to support me with my walk in my faith. She knew that I liked art and I liked journaling and so she used that to help me deepen my walk with christ
0: would you consider yourself artistic in other ways too or mainly in regards to paint Um, and art
1: i think i am artistic in different ways i like art journaling i liked mixed media art i like visual arts i do like different things and i'm praying to move forward with working with canvases and different art mediums but when god says if that's what he wants for me he's going to move me forward with that A lot of times when we think about
0: Christianity and practicing spiritual disciplines, we think of very logical, practical approaches and applications like reading and studying scripture, joining a Bible study, or life group prayer, serving others in a tangible way. In fact, our episode before this was on how the scriptures are opened up to you, very logical, very practical ways. If we think of something more experiential, we normally think of worshiping the Lord with song and music. Those are all great, important things and important parts of our spiritual practices. I definitely think that we should continue those things. Absolutely. The Bible commands us to, the Lord tells us to, but you bring something different. And that's why we wanted to have you on today. And we're so blessed by that because we want to hear more about that extra thing that we could be reaching out that could help us in our spiritual life that is in line with what Christ says and biblical. So a few questions for you about that.
1: What place do you think that art and the arts have in Christianity? I think that there's definitely a place in Christianity for the arts. If we think about going to church service, there's worship, worship music, that's a form of art. There's also visual arts when churches set up their stage, maybe like for Easter services or Christmas services, there's always some kind of form of art there, visual art. I would personally like to see more of it because I'm an art lover, but it's
0: definitely in there. That's a really great point. I didn't even think uh, the worship music, you know, I think about and I was thinking how powerful that can be. And sometimes when maybe we can't dive into the word, we're at a certain place in our life where maybe that's hard for us to, to submit and let go completely of what the word is trying to tell us. Sometimes we reach right through that worship music because that experience Mm -hmm. we have, we feel the Holy Spirit and we are driven to what does the word say because of that. I didn't even think about the visual aspect of how much work it takes for the set to be set up and how much difference that makes. Because now that you mentioned that, I'm thinking, oh yeah, I I think about my own church and how much time they put into that Mm -hmm. and what difference that makes Mm -hmm. and how even not even for special days, but just in general, Mm -hmm. they put in a lot of time and thought about it and it's pleasing to us visually. And it Mm
1: -hmm. does make a difference. Mm -hmm. It's a welcoming atmosphere for us to be in. Absolutely.
0: Are there examples you see in the Bible of art and the arts being employed?
1: Or where do you identify people having artistic expression spiritually in the Bible? Well, first off, in Genesis 1, God created the heavens and the earth. He's the creator. He's the ultimate creator. He created us in his image. So therefore, we have creativity in us. I also see it um, a lot of the books of the Bible, like the Psalms, they're poems. Currently, I'm working through Lamentations to Lament. It's a poem. We lament, we cry out to the Lord, and then we bring it back with the goodness of God. It's a, it's a poem, you know, Song mm-hmm. of Solomon. There's mm-hmm. definitely creativity in the Bible. Also, in Exodus, we find God is being so specific when He's creating the tabernacle. When he talks with Moses of exactly he wants acacia wood six by five feet. He wants purple linens. There's so much detail there that a creative gets that and understands how much work that is. And somebody who appreciates beauty. I think we're reminded of the Lord appreciates
0: beauty. I mean, even when he discusses the colors, they're so rich Mm -hmm. in colors. You don't get this
1: idea that it's this bland color. It's Deep blues and deep purples, right? Yes. Gold fasteners in the tabernacle. It's a sheepskin. He's so specific with the detail of what he wants. Mm
0: -hmm. So often we think of God as being such a logical God, and we forget that he also has that nurturing, that peace, that creative, that part that loves beauty. Yes. Along with being reminded that God has this creative side, I think we want to remember that Jesus himself was a carpenter, that he was a craftsman, that he was somebody who created things. Mm -hmm there had to have been beauty in that and there had to have been an art aspect to that and in regards to that creation. And the other thing I was thinking about is that when we we're thinking about the references to art in the Bible is that God refers to us as being clay in Isaiah 64, eight. But now, O oh Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are, I never realized that that rhymed, but anyway, all right. Okay, so, but now, oh Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. That's telling us that the Lord is our potter, right? And so He's he is developing us and just the art that is included in that.
1: Yes, he works with his hands. Mm-hmm. So he learns, you know, we learn by him molding us and he's working with his hands. And in reference to Jesus being a carpenter, he worked with his hands and he mm-hmm. created with his hands. Mm-hmm.
0: You can just look at everything that's outside the beauty that is there to think about that God must love beauty. I mean, there's, it was mentioned before at a sermon that I went to one time about how there's animals in the deepest part of the ocean that we have never even seen before. That's how much he loves to create and how much he loves beauty. There's animals in the rainforest we've never even seen before, but yet it's, I imagine it's beautiful with all these beautiful colors. The Lord, and the Lord is the only one that sees Those animals, except for the other animals that are there, he must love that beauty. And when you look at the ocean, if you look at a sunset, you can just know that the Lord loves beauty. What do you think might be some of the benefits
1: for somebody to venture out, to be creative, to go into that creative territory spiritually? So the benefit would be just having intimate, intimate, quiet time with the Lord to get to know Him more, to get to know who He calls you to be. And I believe that we are all blessed with gifts and talents. We need to slow down to really listen to what the Lord is telling us, who we are and who He wants us to become.
0: So that leads us into our major question that we'll start off with, which is what exactly is Bible journaling?
1: Yes. So Bible journaling is taking God's word and you're going to meet with him intimately and you're going to pray. You're going to talk to him. You're going to ask him what this certain verse means and how he wants you to apply a certain verse to your life. And you're going to pray about that. And you're going to put all those components onto your Bible journaling page. Is this something that you do alone then? Or is this something that you do with others? What's best? You can totally do it alone. Have your quiet time put on some worship music, get your Bible, get simple tools. I always share with my guests that the fun tools of paint, watercolor, pens, markers, stickers, that's all the icing on the cake, but the actual cake is God's word. And that cake is going to fill us up. And so just remember, there's no right or wrong way. You can do it by yourself. You can um, grab a group of ladies Bring a few supplies, sit down, put some worship music on, and grab a verse. Talk about it, break down the verse. I like to use the soap method for Bible journaling with a specific verse. It's scripture, observation, application, and prayer. So we're gonna take the scripture, we're gonna observe it, we're gonna read it, and then we're gonna ask God, how can we apply it to our lives? And then we're gonna write a prayer for that. Take those components, and then you put it down in your journaling page. I'm thinking if I'm sitting at a table and
0: I have paint, I have stickers, I have pins, my kids, I can just imagine, whoo, <laughs> they're going to come over and just flood my table. But that's probably a wonderful, great thing to do with your children as well, I'm
1: thinking. Yes, yes. I Recently, I was at a workshop, a small workshop for four ladies. It was somebody's birthday, and they wanted to gather together in community and so there was also two um, toddler girls, and I loved the fact that this toddler girl, her Bible was falling apart because she colored so much in it. She wrote, she even highlighted it, and then she she needed a new cover, so her mom put a new cover on for her. That there inspired me that that's the way our Bible should look. Our Bible should be um, rich with, you know, journaling notes, highlighters, post-its, that's a really loved Bible. I mean, she was literally tearing up the word, right? Because it was literally falling out. <laughs> yes, it was anyway, falling out. Yeah. So her mom put a new
0: cover on that bad Bible. Pun, maybe. Maybe that was a bad <laughs> pun. But I have, I have been to your journaling, Bible journaling workshops. They're amazing. And among other women, I could see in their eyes and what was, I think, was going on in their souls that they were really diving so deep. And it was just a totally different experience that made them dive deeper. And they just loved it. And I loved it, of course. I'm just, when I was observing other people, that's what I was noticing. So that leads me to my next question, which is Is this something for just women that they might appreciate and do?
1: Or is this something that men and women could do, that men might even enjoy? There's some men, um, especially creatives, that have been open to attending a workshop. So my prayer and hope is to provide the tools for men to come with a different kind of format for them. But it is um, pretty much geared to women because. A lot of women like to color, draw, match colors with paint and stuff like that. But it has been an approach to me if men can join, especially creatives.
0: Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking there's men who are very logical, who are very much in their left brain type of thinking, and the Lord has blessed them in that way for the reasons of why God created men. Those personality traits lend to what God has asked them to do. But sometimes they need a little bit of that softening and they're looking for that as well. And they're also looking for some sort of outlet. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking as they love worship music, right, and they love to experience that, I'm thinking art might be something also that they might enjoy to whatever capacity that they want to do it and what remains masculine. But I'm thinking that they might also enjoy it because I know men, I know my husband loves linguistic things and poetry and he loves those things and the words that are in songs. So I imagine that there's a good group of men who would also who might also grow and maybe it helps balance them out a little bit. For example, the Bible tells men to, to treat women like a finer vessel. Maybe this softness might help out in that particular way. As you've held these Bible journaling workshops, have you ever noticed or received feedback from your clients that would tell you that their relationship with Christ is deepened because they dove into the Bible this way or that their walk matured at all?
1: Yes, definitely. Numerous times I've had um, past guests email me or send me a message, and they'll show me what they're working on, and they'll tell me that they've carved out more time to spend in God's Word and that they're really learning more about themselves so that they've even Try to venture out into what God's calling them to do. And um, when I get messages like that, it does warm my heart and it encourages me and inspires me to keep creating and to keep moving forward with our right life.
0: Great. And another thought that I had about men and women with this Bible journaling is this might be a great gift for women to give for them to walk into this deeper experience that they might not have signed up for themselves. Yes. So to keep on talking about journaling, I was thinking as a mental health therapist that journaling, writing journaling is used so often in the therapeutic office, whether it's drawing or whether it is writing things out. It's utilized so often to help people explore their feelings, to get insight about what's going on inside of them, to process and work out feelings that they might not be able to work out with somebody else because maybe they're not there or they don't respond very well, to be able to express themselves without fear of retaliation maybe, or if they don't want to hurt somebody else or They don't want to be inappropriate or excessive. Do you think that Bible journaling can be a tool to help with healing? regulating one's emotions, coping with difficult
1: feelings or difficult times, kind of just like it is in the therapeutic office? Yes, definitely. When I teach workshops, I emphasize that we aren't to just bring the rainbows and butterflies to His Word, all the good moments, all the praise reports. We can bring the ugly, the dirty stuff. God can handle it. He, he really can handle it. And when you put that down in your Bible or your journal, it is a feeling of release It does release stress, and it does support you with your emotional, mental health.
0: I'm sure it probably draws you, and that draws you closer to the Lord, I'm assuming. Yes. What about someone with special needs or some sort of intellectual disability? Do you think that they might be able to participate too in this, and do you think that they can get benefit?
1: Yes, yes. I have had past guests who suffer from learning disabilities or mental health depression that have really... This has been a good outlet for them to come and learn how to do and to move forward with it um, in their daily lives.
0: Do you think that somebody, let's say, that has Down syndrome or something else along those lines, do you think that they would be able to get benefit out of this as well?
1: Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah.
0: I'm really thinking that it's probably a really great tool to help somebody with an intellectual disability or a learning disability, like you're saying, whatever is going on that's limiting their capacity, because this is a, a physical way, a kinesthetic way to approach their spiritual life, to reconcile maybe thoughts, feelings, and their spiritual life, and put them all together in a way that they're able to express themselves. So even if they're not able to express themselves verbally, this is a way that they might be able to express themselves. And it's so important to tend to the spiritual needs of those that have intellectual disabilities, learning dis- disabilities some sort of mental health issue, like you're saying, that that is affecting them, their spiritual life matters too. And so this might be a really great way to connect with the person, but also help them connect with God in the way that they can and express themselves. All right. So now can you give us the bones of getting started and incorporating Bible journaling to our spiritual practices? How do we get it started?
1: So what you're going to do is some guests like to purchase a new Bible, like a journaling Bible, which has a two-inch margin around to journal and to paint and to color. You don't have to have a journaling Bible. You can use a regular Bible. You can use uh, a journal. The main point is to take your verse, carve out your time with the Lord, your quiet time, carve that time out, take your verse, and just sit with Him. Pray, talk to Him. It's simple. Just come open heartedly and write down what you think the verse means to you. What is he trying to tell you in this verse? Come to his word. Um, Basic tools, colored pencils you can use. You can use stickers. uh, You can use um, Bible gel highlighters to highlight your verse. There's no right or wrong way. Don't get caught up in the logistics so much of it. Just come to his word. Are those Bible
0: journals that have the two-inch margin, are those for people like me who might be more reserved to
1: Writing over words in the Bible or touching anything? Is that? So, this is what I say. If you get paint or markers or writings over the words of your Bible, that's okay because praise God that we live in a place where we always have access to more Bibles. And praise God for the Bible app. I utilize that app a lot. If I have paint covering a certain verse, I'll go to the Bible app and say, okay, what, what was that? Um, I do have guests that will, if they cover the verse with paint or ink or stamps, they'll write it out on a tag and then they, atta- they attach the tag onto their Bible. Hmm. Oh, good point. Thank you.
0: Because there's some of us that are just a little bit hesitant. If I remember correctly, wasn't that part of your story is that you were hesitant?
1: Yes. So what I can actually do here is I'm going to show you my first page that I ever created. This was in 2015. And what I'm showing here is the very first page that I created in my journaling Bible. I did it in pencil because I was so scared to actually put down ink or paint or anything like that. I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't sure about this whole Bible journaling experience. But um, I did do it in pencil. And here you can see that I just did a diagram. It's out of Psalm 1. And so I said, what kind of fruit do I want to bear during this Bible journaling experience? And so that's what I did. I just drew a little diagram in pencil because I was nervous. Um, and as I moved on to journaling second page, I did the same thing. I just journaled in pencil again because I was nervous. I wasn't sure what I was doing. This time I did get a little brave where I actually highlighted the verse in color. <laughs> I think if we can show them here, here's the what we're showing
0: you is the Bible with her words on the on side the page on the margin
1: and the highlighted in the middle there. So as I moved on, I was starting to get more and more comfortable with the idea of Bible journaling. I was getting braver. So this time, this is my third page that where I actually used colored pencils—pencils, but this time they were colored—and then I did cover up a little bit of the verse um, with a light color, colored pencil of yellow, and I highlighted the verse. Um, And then as I got more comfortable with it, and I knew that I wanted to do this weekly, I just kept going with it. I would take a verse that either was from my sermon notes, a verse that was um, maybe from a Bible study, just a verse that was really on my heart that I knew that God was telling me to go to. I took that verse and I just journaled with it. And so as I continue on, um, I'll show another page is where I actually put down acrylic paint. I like working with acrylic paint because it's inexpensive and it also dries really fast in your Bible or your journal. So here's a few other pages, colored pencils you can use, you can use gel markers. If you don't want to get creative with actual illustrations, that's okay. You can always just write. Sometimes I just write what I'm feeling. I write my praise. I write my prayer, the good, the bad, and the ugly, not just the rainbows and butterflies. Not just rainbows and butterflies. (laughs)
0: Now, I know you're mentioning that if you if there's a particular verse that the Lord calls you to, go and look that up. And that's, of course, amazing. We want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And I'm also wondering if somebody wanted to utilize this to read the Bible all the way through, is that something that you would recommend that as they read, let's say, that page or that chapter that they then journal or yes. place their artwork on there or reflect artistically? in the
1: Bible on those? Yes, definitely. We can be inspired by verses and from the Holy Spirit in so many different ways. Um, maybe sometimes we're having a bad day and a friend sends us a verse, and we know that verse lands so well on our heart. We can use that verse. We can follow a Bible reading plan. In the back of your Bible, there's you know, one verse a day. You can start that way. Um, however the Lord finds you in your Bible, take that and utilize the margin and write and journal and talk with Him. I'm thinking it's also evidence that you actually did read the whole thing. Yes. If every page has something on it, right? <laughs> if everything yeah. has it, yes. <laughs> so
0: so for those that are listening and that maybe they'll grab their pen and they're saying, you know what? Yeah, actually, I do want to try that Bible journey thing. That's pretty cool. I like what I saw. I like what I heard. I want to try. If we give them a list, maybe again, of what kind of supplies might they need
1: or want to use and where would they find them? So you can definitely try. Um, picking up a journaling Bible. This is actually a Bible that I'm holding is a crossway single column journaling Bible. You can get um, a journal lined or unlined. Sometimes I'll use a composition book. It's just whatever has paper, whatever, you get your your verse. Your kids' schoolwork color right (laughs) over there. Just kidding. Hey, if that that works, if that's the only paper you have, use it. (laughs) You can use, um, you know, a line journal, blank journal. You can pick them up at the 99 cent store the Dollar Tree. I like to share with guests that you don't have to go out and purchase tons of products. Keep it very simple when you're starting. Get, um, you know, some colored pencils, twistable crayons is what I first used when I started. Um, Some gel pens you can use, some um, stickers you can put on there basic stuff that'll get you going maybe even that set of 64 crayons that has a little sharpener on the side like we liked when we were kids that special treat right there that's it i knew that that those box of crayons would come in handy for me as i grew into an adult exactly right exactly (laughs) now they've got their supplies they got their list out they went to go get their
0: supplies they're keeping it simple when they start and they'll get massive as they grow where they have a whole art
1: room just for this now how should they set it up any special considerations in prepping So the best thing that I like to do is first and foremost is put on some worship music, get quiet, um, pray and ask the Lord to come and be present to open up your mind, your heart and your spirit for him to work. Don't rush through it. I know for myself, we tend to be women that rush through to do list. Don't make this a to do list. Make this um, intimate time with the Lord and just set up your, wherever you're at. It could be your home office, your kitchen table, just get your supplies ready, get your notes, sermon notes, your Bible study, pick a verse, and then just dive in.
0: Do they need a table cover? Does it usually get so messy and crazy?
1: No, or usually. Only when they're having a really bad day? That's around? if it's a really bad day and you have a lot of pain and you've got a lot to say to the Lord, then maybe it could get a little messy. But normally it's pretty contained. It's pretty contained. Get washable ink. You don't need permanent ink if you're using stamps and ink. Acrylic paint washes off. I don't like to use markers because they usually bleed through, but use mm. colored pencils and crayons, mm-hmm. gel pens. I think you've used stencils before, right? Yes. Is that something that you can use also if you're not? Yes, you can take. Hard um, to do block letters. You can just stencil. Use a stencil with ink. Use a stencil with acrylic paint. Perfect. Is there any format that you follow in doing this? Um, no format. I basically, um, just take the SOAP method, scripture, observation, application, and prayer. I go to my word and I say, okay, Lord, what are you telling me? What do you, what do you want me to glean from this verse? And I just write to him. It's kind of like a love letter between him and I. I could just imagine that the Lord honors that because if you're
0: taking time to say, Lord, I'm sitting down for you. I want to hear from you. I want you to speak into me. I want to worship you and honor you. He's got to honor that. He's got to bless that and and he's got to enjoy that. That you're, it's got to be pleasing
1: to him that you're coming to him in that way. Yes, yes. It's It's so important for us to also date our pages in our Bibles when we're there journaling. Because a lot of times I'll go back and I'll look through And I say, oh, I had this really bad season, but then I start connecting the dots and I see what the Lord is doing. Like He had me at this verse and He told me to be still. And He told me that this was going to be a long waiting season. And then I can start connecting the dots. So it's kind of like a scrapbook for our Bible to see how God's hand was on us and moving us through different seasons, how He was molding us and shaping us to who we are today.
0: So when you're all done, you've got this amazing Bible that is just filled with a million tabs, which I love. It's so artistic. You've got, you even have material on here, on the edges, different, a whole bunch of different things that you've knotted and tied in here. And it's just so beautiful and definitely interesting. It would definitely draw me in. It would definitely be something that if I wasn't a believer, but I saw all of that, I'd say, what is that? That's very interesting. It's got to be some sort of conversation starter. Yes. For sure. And a bridge a little bit to those that might not believe. Yes. I imagine. When you're all done and you're
1: with this amazing Bible that's all full, what do you do with that? What do you do with this Bible journal? What do you do when you're all done? Initially, when I started, my goal was to have one Bible done per my kids that when they turned 18 this would be their Bible. And so this Bible that I have in my hands now is actually retired and belongs to my son. <laughs> Occasionally, I'll take it with me when I say, hey, I need to show this Bible, but I am on my second Bible. I also like to look back. I keep it you know, with me. Journals and other Bibles, I have different Bibles. I like to look back and see God's hand on certain situations. And so I do hang on to them.
0: Would you be able to give encouragement to someone who might be listening or watching today who wants to deepen their personal relationship with Christ in an artistic way, but might be feeling reserved to do so? Maybe they're going through depression, they're feeling discouraged, they're afraid to feel certain feelings or go down that route, or maybe they're just having difficulty letting go of their inhibitions, enough to jump in the Bible journaling, and maybe they didn't find the need to do so before, maybe. What would you encourage them? What would you tell them to help motivate them to get started?
1: I would tell them to pray up. Definitely pray up, have a good conversation with the Lord, ask Him to be so present, to fill you with the Holy Spirit, to open your mind and to open your heart, to come just openly with the Lord. Just keep it simple, keep it simple. Sometimes we overthink things. I know I tend to overthink things when I'm going to a creative process, I want to know the details. I want to plan. No, don't put so much pressure on yourself to be perfect. Keep your supplies very simple. Just come into his word, get a pen, marker, pencil, crayon, and just start writing, start talking to the Lord. I love that.
0: I'm thinking also that for those that are feeling really depressed and if you're feeling that depressed or you're feeling suicidal, you need to be in treatment with somebody. You need to have somebody who's monitoring you and making sure that you're safe, but as long as you are at a level that is suitable, that you're not suicidal, or if you are working with your therapist and you are a little severe, I'm thinking that this can be a place with the right boundaries in there and the right, but also the right expression that this could be something that could be so uplifting. Yes, you may have to feel particular feelings, but when we surrender that at the feet of the Lord, he is good and faithful to heal us. And what another way to be able to express that joy as well. And to be able to, work through these things where logically it may be really hard for us but experientially feeling wise and kinesthetically we might be able to do so and arrive to some healing so lastly just as a reminder we already went over it but i want to put it out there again because this is so helpful for so many people and so many women for those that live in the Southern California area or outside, if they're willing to work with the travel, since you're available to host for parties, for events, for women's ministries, at churches, how would
1: somebody get a hold of you again to book your services? Currently, you would find me on social media. I have not had my website up yet. I'm dragging my feet on that, but in God's time, that'll happen. So, right now, you can find me at Our Right Life are. Oh, you are? Right. Like a writing pencil, our right life on Facebook and Instagram. You can also find me at our right life at gmail.com.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. If we
1: can jump now into our scripture section,
0: do you have any scriptures that you brought today that pertain to what we discussed, that
1: underlie what you do, that point people to Christ through the arts? Anything that you wanted to share with us today? Yes, definitely. Genesis 127, so God created mankind in his own image, the image of God, he created them male and female, he created them. I want to emphasize that God is a creator and we have creativity in us. We need to slow down and make the margin space in our life and find that creativity, meet the Lord, he'll meet us right where we are and he'll show us, he'll reveal to us the creativity that we have. And there's also another verse, um, Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us. Getting to know who the Lord is, who Christ is in our Bible, in his word, we start to learn who we are, who he calls us to be. And he then shows us what our gifts and talents are so that we can spread the salt and the light to this world. And you're a great example of that. You're a great example of someone who takes their gifts
0: and utilizes it for God's kingdom. How wonderful, again, that your mentor poured into you in this way that, re- that reached your heart in this way, tapped into this gift, and look
1: at what you're doing now. I think you're a great example of utilizing your gifts. Thank you, Kat. Thank you so much. It is a blessing to see others. I love when I hear guests buy new Bibles to, for workshops, or they need a new journal from me because they've already used all the pages in their journal. I mean, that is inspiring to me because that means that they are taking time to sit with the Lord.
0: Thank you for bringing those scriptures. A couple of scriptures that I brought today for our scripture section, and one in particular is Psalm 19.1, which is the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. And I really think that Again, points to how God is a creator. He cares about creativity and how he makes things beautiful. Colossians 3.2, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. What is one way to set your mind on things above? Well, through Bible journaling, right? We're taking that time to sit down, to worship the Lord, to reflect on what he's trying to tell us, what we should be growing on in the word, and how we need to be maturing in our life. And the last scripture that comes to mind that I utilize for myself all the time because I need a reminder at those times when I'm thinking negatively or I'm focused on the wrong things, which is Philippians 4.8, which is, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And a lot of times we like to think about meditation. This was pointed out to me that a lot of times we like to think about meditation as Just having this blank space and meditating on that and just having this stillness with no thought. But that's not what the Word Mm -hmm. tells us. The Word tells us that to focus on things that are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, anything of excellence or that is worthy of praise, think about those things. It doesn't tell us to have just this blank space. We're supposed to be focusing on the important, good, virtuous things, Mm -hmm. the Bible. Yes. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So Bible journaling to me is a way to reflect and to focus on those things that are True, the Bible is true. What are, the Bible is honorable, the Bible is just, it's pure, it's lovely, it's commendable, it is worthy of praise. Yes, and so that scripture came to mind. Lastly, if everything that was said today, if there was one thing you wanted to pick out to for everybody to walk away with, or some one of the most important things you'd like them to remember, what would be a takeaway you'd have for everybody listening or watching today?
1: The takeaway would be that the Lord loves you, that he wants to be in a relationship with you. He wants you to search for him, to to have a relationship with him, to know who he is, to know how much he loves you. He wants for you to be molded to who he's calling you to be. And it's something that's beautiful. He's calling you to be something beautiful.
0: Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Trisha Lawyer, for joining us today. Thank you to our listeners for listening and to those that are watching. We appreciate you. We are so glad that you're joining us. So if you enjoyed what you heard today and you got benefit out of it, which I'm sure you did, and I'm, we really hope that you did, we would ask that you would give us a like and subscribe, follow us so that way you don't miss anything and that you help encourage us to keep on going. And if you have family or friends that you wanted to pass on this information to, we more than support that. And we're so thankful for you spreading the word of what we're trying to do here. Don't forget that you can find us on most of the audio podcast platforms, most of the major ones. And also our video podcast is available to you for free on YouTube. So go and check that out. The Rooted and Edified Show. Also, don't forget to check us out on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on YouTube, because you're going to find things on there that you're not going to find on our audio podcast platforms. As we conclude, would you mind closing this out in prayer, Tricia?
1: Yes, thank you so much. Father God, we thank you so much for this day, Lord. We thank you that we are in this place where we can talk about you, where we can edify each other, where we can come to you and know more about who you are and who you want us to be, God. We praise you for technology and art supplies and all those great blessings that help us get to know you more and to be and spend more time with you, God. I pray that you would send this podcast out into the world, God, and that those that need to know who you are and, and be in a relationship with you, that would they would come to know you by this podcast, God. Thank you for all that you do and all that you bless us with. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you for that prayer. We will see you next time. God bless you. Ciao. <laughs>